This is the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host. This feels like a game show, right? Like the Hollywood script. This is the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze, Blaze the Lion. Blaze your favorite rapper's favorite trapper. I don't know. Uh, Blaze the machine, Blaze that guy, Blaze the coach. The blaze of all blazes, Mr. Hot Chocolate, whatever you'd like to call me. All right. Tonight is a little different. Why is it different? It's different because it's panel time. Every so often, I have a panel. All right. So for this month's theme, it's schooling and parenting. So I said, why not have other parents besides myself? who know way more than I do, who can give their expertise and share their experiences to better serve you, to give you gems, to give you motivation, and most importantly, to make you laugh, all right? Because life is tough, life is challenging, but life is also what you make it. So shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We see you, Giselle, we see you. Richard, we see you. Nana, we see you. If you are watching right now, I need you to do me two small favors. Just two, maybe more as the episode goes on. But right now, just two favors. First favor, like. <laughs> like this video right here. All right, just click that like button. Even if you don't really like it, lie right now. I'm asking you to lie, all right? Just like it. Thank you. Second favor, second favor is if you are not subscribed to the Blaze the Line podcast, subscribe. Why not get annoying notifications from the Blaze the Line podcast every Tuesday that we are on and that we are live? All right. I'm sure all of my guests here are subscribed. I won't put them on the spot. Of course they are. All right. Good. Ooh. All right, moving on. Also, if you are loving the movement, all right, I'm not begging for money. I'm not asking for money. I'm doing both. All right, we have three tiers right here. All right, you can be a monthly contributor to the Blaze Alarm podcast mm. for as little as 99 cents per month. It's the first tier. Second tier is $5. And second tier is $10 per month. And you can be part of the community, be part of the family. All right. You get, oh, I'm not wearing a shirt today, but you all see the logo. <laughs> all right. We have Blazer Line podcast shirts and apparel. Um, we got hats coming soon. We got um, socks coming soon. And um, we got gym gloves for people who work out like, um, Mr. Cortez here. All right. Um, I'm lying. We only have shirts. That's all we're going to do is just shirts, nothing else. All right. Moving on. So for those watching, you see it's a bunch of different squares here. So it's not just me tonight. I have some guests. I have some helpers who will help me along on this, on tonight's journey, rather. So tonight is episode 41, and I will allow my guests to introduce themselves one at a time. So I will start, no, that side, <laughs> starting with Michelle. 
Introduce yourself, your name, and a little, keyword little, bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. So I am Miss Shaw. I am a teacher, fifth grade math and science teacher. I've been teaching for about 15 years. And uh, a little bit about me, background, I'm from Jamaica, uh, was a single mom. I guess my son's an adult now, so it's was. And yeah, that's it. That's about me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being a part. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's continue this direction. No, this direction. All right. We'll start. We'll go to Miss Bain. Hi, good evening, everybody. My name is Melanie. Thank you for tuning in. I am 30 years old. I'm a full-time mom, full-time employee, work from home full-time, and I'm with my son full-time. He is the apple of our eyes. And a little bit about me, um, I'm going to stick to the background thing. I like that movement. I was born in Colombia, came here when I was six, and I'm loving it, loving the sunshine state. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for being a part. All right, let's go on to the bully. The bully of tonight's podcast, Mr. No Filter. No, no filter from me. Um, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Glenn Cortez. Um, single dad, have two teenagers. Uh, Fifteen-year-old Mario. He's in tenth grade at Flanagan High School, and my daughter Julia will be thirteen this Thursday, and she is going to Pembroke Pines Charter in eighth grade. Um, very hands-on with them, especially their school. So, um, you know, I hope I can contribute in any way. So as far as a dad's perspective. Yes, we need the dad's perspective. It couldn't be just me. So I begged Glenn, I said, come on, bro. I need backup. All right, we got all these moms. You didn't beg, bro. I'm happy to do it, man. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, let's keep this rotation going. Next up, we have the duo, mother and son. Hello. Hello. Where are you? Well, I'm Vegan Evan, and this is my amazing mother. Hi, I'm Shannon. And today is our sixth year vegan anniversary. So we've been vegan for six years. Woohoo! Yeah. And we're both certified vegan lifestyle coaches and educators. Evan's actually the youngest in the world. We went to an academy in New York City and we're ambassadors for Million Dollar Vegan. Where do you go to school? I go to school at one of the world's only plant-based schools, Solid Rock Community School. Yeah. We're excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Ooh. Thank you all for being a part. My mind just got blown already and like we just started. Hmm, I got a bunch of questions. All right, I love it, I love it. Uh, next, let's move on to the lady with the luscious, luxurious, brilliant hair. That's the best I could do. Hi, everybody. My name is Kirunas, and I work full-time for a law firm and part-time I also do personal training and boxing. I have four beautiful kids. I have a 19, 18, 
eight-year-old and a 16-month-year-old. So, uh, you know, I just decided to start all over again. So, yeah, but they're my world, and that's a little bit about me. I'm from Guam and Palau, like two little tiny Pacific islands way in the Pacific. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I feel like my background is boring. Like everybody else is like dynamic. And it's just like little, little blaze, the same face. Jeez. All right. Uh, last and certainly not least, no stranger to the show, we have Miss Veronica Adams. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like, God, I've been here since the beginning of your journey. So it's kind of a, a treat to be here in, in one of the other panels <laughs> amongst some of the other amazing panels that we've been on. Uh, but again, my name is Veronica Adams. I'm actually a stay-at-home mom. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I'm a, a Forex trader. It's actually what I decided to do in order to stay home with my son. I have a 12-year-old son and another one on the way. So surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, due around my birthday. And um, it's a, it's going to be quite the ride for me because I wasn't expecting this, but I did want one more before I kind of cut everything off. So it was a beautiful surprise. Uh, but outside of that, I'm Puerto Rican Dominican. I'm originally from New York. If, if the way I speak says anything about that, very direct, very, you know, very quick. And uh, the drive never left me. And so that's kind of why, you know, a few years ago, I made a decision to, to pivot from everything I was doing, music-wise, bartending-wise, and, and get into the uh, Forex trading space. And I don't, I haven't turned back yet, but I will get back into the creative space here very, very soon, now inspired by my current pregnancy. So, um, but I'm so happy to be here and I'm so very proud of you, Blaze, for, for everything you've been doing so far. Awesome. Look at my guests. Woo. I don't know if they're excited, but I'm excited. I have so many questions and I know they have so much light. They have so much, so much gems to, uh, to drop on you all. So get your notepad All my parents or all my soon to be parents or all my parents who thought you were only parents once and all your parents again. Or those who don't ever want to be parents, but they just want extra knowledge, whoever you are, right? Big, tall, slim, carnivore, vegan, it don't matter. All right, we got gems for it all, so come and get some. All right, so let us start. Again, this month's theme is schooling and parenting. And this is our final episode for this month and also our final episode for this month's theme. All right, episode 41. So... First question is, okay, don't get nervous, all right? Just, just be yourself. Here we go. First question is, in this current climate, all right, in this current climate of schooling, uh, do you have any fears and what are they? Uh, I will start... But the first one, Miss Yolanda Shaw. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna be first. <laughs> All the questions, right? Cause I'm right beside you. Um, interesting question because you know I'm a teacher. I'm in, I guess, in the war zone. Um, and maybe my answer would have changed uh, 
few weeks ago. But initially, before school started, I, I think my fear would be just being the exposure, you know, with the current situation with COVID. Um, you know, I chose not to get vaccinated. Um, and, you know, just my lifestyle, life choice, how I, you know, I'm living. So that was, you know, the perspective that I took. And so my fear was, you know, being back in the classroom with all the students and the reality, it's, it's very different than what, um, non-educators see, you know, unless you're in the classroom, a teacher, you know, a principal, somebody actually in the school, you have, it's, it's really not, it's really hard to grasp the idea. So my fear would have been to catch COVID, but I did first day back. <laughs> so that fear is gone. So it, it, yeah, that would have been my fear. It, it was just in not knowing how I would, you know, react, how my body would respond to it and everything like that. But pretty much the first day, I mean, meet and greet, I, you know, I had a couple parents there. I had one student with six, I believe, you know, you can't say specifically where, you know, I live alone. So it was really easy to dissect the situation and I had a student with it. So it was kind of um, pointing to one direction, but that would, that originally, that would have been my fear. Mm. Yes. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a, another perspective, Mr. Cortez, with your kids being in high school and middle school, any fears in this current climate? I mean, yeah, you always, I mean, if, if you're a parent, you're fear. I mean, obviously for your kids, especially, uh, you know, control freak like me who would like to know what my kids are doing at every minute of every day, you know, I'm really hands-on with my kids. So, um, yeah, obviously COVID, um, I am vaccinated, but, um, you know, I am not having any more kids. Um, so my reasoning for getting vaccinated is that, you know, there's, you know, I'm done. Right. But for my kids, you know, I've, you know, decided with their mom not to vaccinate them because, you know, you don't know what, you know, what, what's going to happen in, you know, in a in, in few years. And, and just like Yolanda was saying, and I know Blaze, you know, your views and, you know, I, I have those views for my kids. So obviously, you know, I don't want them to get sick. Um, and then the other aspect, uh, the social aspect, you know, bullying and, you know, um, they have beliefs and um, they've lost friends because of their beliefs. And, you know, um, they're both Christians. And, you know, so, you know, all that, you know, you know, all that you think about as a parent and, and you just fear for them. And, you know, you just hope that you do a good job, you know, as, as a dad or as a mom and, you know, that you teach them well and that they're able to take care of themselves. So. Mm hmm. I love it. I love it. So I want to get a third perspective regarding any fears in this current climate in school or surrounding schools. So let's go to uh, our youngest panelist, Mr. Vegan Evan. Hello. <laughs> how are you? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am spectacular. <laughs> I am awesome. So, Vegan Evan, any fears right now being back in school in the midst of all this craziness? 
Hmm. I don't know. I really love my school because um, we get to do like all sorts of cool stuff. There's a garden there, and everyone there is pretty nice, and there's not many issues there, so I don't really have any fears. But may I say one thing? Sure, sure, of course. So one day a week, I work at the school. I teach um, Fridays. They do workshops. So Evan, this. Um, quarter. He. What are your? Is your workshop right now? You've got two kinds of art and photography. Yeah, he's got a double day, but I have the same students all day long. I have them for seven weeks, and then I'll go through three more uh, sets of students for seven weeks each. And right now, I have fourth through sixth graders, and they're incredible, and they're so hungry for knowledge. Um, the workshop is animal friends, and we've taken some field trips now. We went to the county's animal services uh, two weeks ago, and that was really awesome. And they have learned quite a bit. My fear is that when they go home a lot of the time, you know, so many of us have been, well, all of us have been lied to for so long about so much that the support is not there. And it's just so scary because Numbers show that we're in the sixth great mass extinction of species on Earth right now um, amongst the, you know, the health issues uh, surrounding all of this. And it's just so sad to me that. Um, but, yeah, we love the school itself and we don't really have concerns there. But I'm more concerned for the kids right now. If like my parents were given the information that's available right now uh, and they had done nothing about it and just chose to ignore it, I don't know how. It's just so scary, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's whew, it's it's so much going on right now. And as you see, uh, we all have different views. We all have different perspective. We're all in um, in different families, man. But for us to be able to come together amidst our fears, amidst our concerns, um, and just voice our opinions. And I, I truly believe that the answer is love. And we get so caught up in what are your views? Are you right side? Are you left wing? Are you this? Are you that? And they, if you know who they are, <laughs> they want division. Eh? They don't want us to come together. We're stronger, united, and we're weaker, divided. See how I rhyme right there? Bars right there. All right. Um, so chew on that a little bit. All right. <laughs> we're going into question two. Uh, and this will be for, I have two panelists right here that will be spot on with this question. So having kids, right, that are older. And then starting over, or the thoughts of starting over as a parent. Joys, concerns, bliss. Talk to us. Let's start with Coach K. Woo! Yes, indeed. The ups and downs are real. Because <laughs> I had two at school age, and I, they were, you know, you know, they had a few more years left to get out. And then now I start all over again twice, mind you. 
twice because I have an eight-year-old and now I have a 16-month. So the great thing, um, one of the biggest joys and benefits of having older kids was that they could help me with the younger kids. So that was definitely a blessing. And, and they helped me out big time. And I was so blessed to have them because they were just at all of, of babies. And they were like, oh, no, let's help. Uh, we'll do this, mom. We'll do this. Um, do you need anything? So that was one of the biggest things that I was happy about. Um, on the other side, though, it was stressful. It was stressful. But the kids, the older kids, took care of themselves pretty much. Um, I did have to try to balance my, my time. I think that was the hardest part with trying to balance my time with the younger kids. And then I was like, you know what? I have to still spend time with my older kids. I have to check on them. I'm, How are you doing? What's going on with school? And then also take care of the babies, feed them, close them, you know, wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, coffee was my friend a lot of times. So that was um, basically the highs and lows of going through that. But definitely a blessing. I don't regret it at all. I love my little one. It's so funny having a 19-year-old in the army, and now I have a little baby. And, you know, it's, it's funny because my oldest is like, oh, let me see my baby brother in the in his video chat while he's off in New York. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Okay, please thank him for his service. Oh, thank you. I will. I will. Indeed, indeed. Now let's go to Veronica. How are you feeling? <laughs> I, if I said that I was feeling wonderful for the last, because I'm already, this is, I'm, I just ended the first trimester. If I was saying that I was feeling wonderful, I would be completely lying. Um, I went through all emotions, by the way, because again, I have a 12 year old. And starting over was not the ideal situation. I wanted to do it, you know, before, but it just wasn't wasn't there for me. And but you know what's interesting about this and and this is what I had to learn to embrace is that I've evolved so much since becoming a parent the first time around and then becoming the woman that I know that I could be and still working on that but a lot closer than I was when I first had my son. I was nowhere near that person. So I feel like I have more I'm just more ready. I'm, I'm far more ready to be a parent this time than I did the first time, even though I, I made it work the first time. And also to piggyback off of what Coach K said is just, just having that support because my son is wonderful with his cousins, with his baby cousins and and all these different things. And he loves children. Um, so the, the way that I see it and how loving he really is and how, how strong he is and how independent he already is, that I, I see like I have another parent in the house, you know, already added to all the other people that are going to be, you know, it does take a village. So having having that support and, and I'm just really, I'm actually now really, really excited for the opportunity to do it all over again, knowing what I learned the first time around. So yeah, that's that's really how I feel. But up until about a few weeks ago, I was feeling sick and depressed and everything so it's not fun it's not fun it's a different experience i did not feel this the first time around <laughs> but i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it though good good i'm sure clearly i am not a woman and i've never been physically pregnant even though i did gain about 15 pounds but during that whole process there um but clearly like not just in this climate, but just in general, right? 
I can just imagine the ups and downs, the emotions right, of bringing another child into this. And even if it's your first child, either or, just that, that responsibility, that pressure. And then add on this current climate, whether you feel the world is about to end <laughs> next year, um, whether you feel we need a revolution, whatever your views, um, it really hasn't been like this. I don't want to say ever because I haven't been around for centuries, but it hasn't been like this recently. So this is really, really new for a lot of us. On that, I want to get a take from Melanie, and I want to address food, nutrition, you as a new mom, um, how important is nutrition, is food? I would say probably one of the most important things besides making sure that he's, he's loved and safe and acknowledged. All of those things tie into nutrition. So I'm a firm believer, you know, you, you are what you eat. If you eat like crap, you're going to feel like crap. And what we eat entails a lot into how we feel, our emotions, our mental clarity, our state of mind. So I like to meal prep before when he was in a baby baby. So up until he was nine months, everything was already, you know, the baby food. It, it was easy. I would just mash it. So now that he's older, he's going to be two on Monday, October 4th. I meal prep, you know, his breakfast. I'll do protein pancakes with fruits. If I do any sugars, I do it very early in the day. The rest of the day, it's, you know, his, his protein, his veggies, very minimal starch, lots and lots of water super hot so i make sure he's always hydrated but it's it's very important and he's my first so i noticed that even with a little bit of sugar close to bedtime he will be like an energizer bunny so never again no fruits close to bedtime <laughs> but these are things you learn as you go right so i've i've noticed um he's like us if you'll have some pasta even if it's veggie pasta He'll be kind of sluggish, starts yawning, and I'm like, he has the itis. When he has his proteins and his greens and his veggies, he's very productive, just kind of watching everything we're doing, comes up to me, talks to me in his little language. And I'm like, that's great. And you, you definitely see the difference at such a young age. That just tells you how it affects us. But it's, it's very important. Uh, nutrition is a, is a huge deal for us. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Vegan Evan and, and Shannon, do you guys want to chime in on nutrition? How important? Well, nutrition is very important, and that's part of the reason we're vegan. Personally, I went vegan because I love animals, but the health aspects of it, it's just amazing. Because, like... Even protein, um, all protein, it originates from plants. And plants, they synthesize the protein from amino acids and, like, photosynthesis from the water and from the air and from the dirt. And that's where protein comes from. It's the only reason that there's any protein in eating animals because they eat the plants. And they, when you eat the animals, 
It comes with all the cholesterol and saturated fats and a whole bunch of other stuff that's really bad for your body. So, I mean, if you go vegan, you can cut out the middleman, the animals, and not have to kill the animals, help the planet, and help your health. Right. Yeah, I mean, the number one killer is heart disease. In the United States alone, one American every 37 seconds. That's about 2,335 Americans dying every single day from a disease that's completely preventable and reversible through a whole food plant-based diet, which by the way, is not what we follow. Um, we do love our whole food plant-based foods. Those are the best and we know that, but we're vegan for the animals. So we eat you know, some comfort food too here and there. Tonight we had some pasta and meatballs because we were being quick and um, we had the Aldi ones and they were delicious. And even though they might not be like considered a health food, they're definitely much better for you than the animal body part counterparts. Boom. I can't even say anything else after that. <laughs> Vegan Evan drops the mic. Boom. I love that. Um, Let's continue on this because I feel that more of you want to chime in a bit on nutrition. So, Yolanda, how important is this nutrition? Um, well, speaking from a teacher's perspective, I definitely see the difference with behavior, um, attention with the students, and even just overall self-esteem. You know, the healthier they're going to eat, you know, the healthier internal and also external as well. And that overall just is just a better whole situation for the student. But, um, you know, the food coloring, the additives, those things, you know, they're linking that to um, being hyperactive, all kinds of different health issues that I definitely see the difference, you know, with a, a student who's bringing in, you know, um, packed lunch from home that's on the healthy end, versus having a bag of food colored, um, I, don't, I don't even know the names, those hot fried uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a difference with just the overall health for the child in the academic structure. Um, and it, even for myself, so I'm vegan. I'm not the healthiest vegan, I do it for the animals myself. <laughs> so there's moments I have my vegan ice cream for dinner. I know it's not good, but... <laughs> Um, but I do it, no obviously. What was that? No judgment? No judgment. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's the animals, and I'm not missing anything. I was always a sweet tooth person, so I, I still have that, and I just do it without harming any animals or having to have that guilt and feeling, you know, when I do indulge in something that I enjoy. And that's, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know how you all were, were raised, those on the panel, as well as those listening in the chat. But I know I'm Jamaican. So <laughs> things that I was told were healthy back in, so I'm gonna say my age, back in the 80s and the early 90s. Um, as you grow up, you realize that wasn't healthy at all. It was part of a balanced diet, but really, was it? Uh, 
food coloring and artificial sugars and sweeteners and man, sugar, 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 right? Like I grew up many times, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Lucky Charms, like all the sugary cereal, right? All the Pop-Tarts, all the juices. And it wasn't until I was an adult, I was like, wait a minute. Half of these ingredients, one, I can't pronounce. Vegan Evan can, <laughs> but I can't pronounce some of these names. What are these things? What do they even mean? And then you go back to your family. And I don't know if you guys have had this, but you go back to your family and you say, um, we can't eat this or we shouldn't be eating this. Like, do you know what this causes? And, do you, and they look at you like you're stupid. Like, but that's our culture. What do you mean you're going to stop eating blah, blah, blah? We're a Jamaican or we're a Caribbean. This is how we eat. And it's like breaking the cycle, right? Um, <laughs> Veronica, <laughs> how do we break the cycle? You start with yourself. Mm. Start with yourself because you can't change somebody else if you're not changing. And you can't lead the example. You can't be the example if you yourself don't embody that. You know, um, I also grew up in that environment, you know, Puerto Rican, Dominican, everything's fried and everything. But the beautiful part about our food, and I'm sure you've known, you've noticed this plays, at least for me, um, you can veganize anything. You can veganize anything. You can make it fun. You can make it as whole and plant-based. You can have fun with some of the substitutes, which is fine. You know, just make sure it's, it is balanced in general and, and ensure that you're getting the proper nutrients. I do you know, add vitamins and things. I haven't done my CMOS in a while, so I'm kind of missing that. But I have, you know, um, certain greens that I take, chlorella and things like that. We've been talking about that in the group. Um, but what I do do, and they they just don't notice. <laughs> I'm so good with it, um, is that I will, like, let's say, for example, my dad is obsessed with rice and beans. I'm like, okay, that's perfect, because I, I can. that's vegan for me, right? And so I will actually just substitute something else, um, or I'll just have the rice and beans, and I'll have, like, a very hearty salad along the side, and I'll give them that, and I'll make them their meat. They want their, that's fine. Eventually, they'll start to shift over. As a matter of fact, at least once a week, now that my dad lives here, he'll have like a fully vegan day. He won't even notice <laughs> because I'm the one making all the meals. Um, and it's interesting because there's been times um, that I have given them food and I, told, I talk about this all the time and they have no clue that it's vegan. Not at all. I'll give them vegan chili. I'll give them a burrito or a taco and they have no idea that everything in there is completely vegan. So I actually have a lot of fun with it. And then I'll tell them later on, I'm like, so what did you actually prefer? The one from last week or the one from this week? And, you know, and they'll tell me and I'm like, well, that was that was vegan. So my son is always completely open to it here and there. He'll eat meat because it's it's his father does. And, you know, there's people haven't converted. So I'm not really heavy on pushing anything, but it's a slowly but surely kind of thing because it took me some time to get to that point as well. So, and I love it. Gosh, <laughs> I feel so much better. And I notice the absolute difference when I take care of myself and take care of my family versus when, you know, it wasn't that, that, that case. Definitely. I promise you all, this panel wasn't put together because they're vegan. It just kind of I didn't even realize that most of you all are vegan on this panel until you all started speaking. I said, wait a minute. This is all by chance. This month's theme is not even food or, or nutrition. It just kind of happened that way. But look at that. All right. 
So um, now with this panel, prior to this show, today I was getting questions from people who may not have been able to catch the live all right, show, but they sent me questions to ask some of you panelists, right? So one of the questions was, well, before I say that, on this panel, how many of you meditate? All right, so we got three, and then we got two that do a little bob and weave in the meditation. All right, so the question that I received was, how important is meditation? And is meditation offered in your school? And why or why or why not? So um, I want to start with those who meditate. So let's start with Mr. Cortez. What are your views on meditation and should it be included in the school? Um, well, obviously my thoughts on, I started meditating when my, um, when my kids were babies, believe it or not. Um, I would have to sit there while, you know, um, put together a rocking chair for their mom, but I was the one that would always rock them to sleep and I would, you know, put them in their crib and I would stay there. And that's when I started to learn about meditation and its health benefits and um your kids feel everything you feel right so if your baby is close to you and you're anxious they're going to be anxious you know so meditation kind of like um you know leveled me out um before i dealt with my kids so um i uh i learned how to meditate from a co-worker um someone who uh he um he was hindu so um he taught me the basics on you know you know closing your eyes breathing counting from a hundred to you know to one slowly and then just you know right leveling out right um now as far as uh introducing that into schools there are some schools that can benefit from <laughs> meditation, believe me. Um, uh, my, my kids are pretty even keel. Um, their form of, medi of meditation is praying. So, you know, um, we're, you know, quiet room, you know, praying. Um, so I think it's, it's, you know, a huge health benefit. So um, it's helped me. Um, because as Blaze knows, I'm, uh, you know, like he calls me a uh, bully. So, <laughs> um, Beto, I'm like you, Puerto Rican background. So, you know, uh, you know how we do. So, uh, you know, I'm a product of, uh, you know, <laughs> of quick tempered and meditation, you know, actually helps. So. Yeah. Um, Veronica, meditation, your views, should it be included in the schools? I think it, I think it's like, it's like not even 
supposed to be or should be uh, an elective. I really think that's something they, that everybody can start and benefit. And if you teach it young, we have a better world around here. We have more compassion, more kindness, more centeredness, more love. Like it, it just, it's all around a really beneficial thing. And I notice when I am not consistent, I notice it absolutely. Um, in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was not. <laughs> and and I know, cause I was just not feeling good and I just, I couldn't sit for long. And um, so I just, I changed it. I adjusted and I laid down and it worked. And I, and now that's kind of how I'm doing it. Um, it helps a lot. Sometimes I fall asleep, sometimes I don't, but either way, I'm not holding any judgment towards it. I just allow it to do its work. Um, and I had a really powerful meditation a few weeks back. I did something, Joe Dispenza, if anybody knows Dr. Joe Dispenza, he is remarkable. The things that I've learned about the brain and body function through um, his his works and his and his books have just changed everything for me. And it's actually what got me right back into meditation in a way that was far more intentional and and far more um, connected. And and not because of because I was never connected. It was more because I knew now. Like I actually had the information that was required for me to understand. I'm a, I'm a big science freak. I'm such a nerd with that. So when I know the functions of things, it's like I can connect better with pineal gland and like the body and everything. And I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. And I felt like this surge of energy, and it shifted the way that I thought about this entire you know, journey for myself, because before I was very anxious and like, what am I going to do? I got to move, I got, you know, all these different things. And then when I shifted it, it was like, I surrendered. And guys, for anybody that's not, not meditating, when you get to the point where even if you could just sit still for 10, 20 minutes a day consistently, you'll notice a difference in your life all the way through. You'll notice more flow. Um, you'll be more intentional. You'll be more patient with people. Uh, and and even with yourself and and as a parent, <laughs> Glenn, it's spot on. Yeah, super spot on. How you how you feel is how they feel all the way through and through from from the womb. And I and I learned that recently too. Yes, it all relates. Anybody else want to chime in on meditation? I will. Um, well, in the school system, um, well, for, uh, let me just backtrack with myself. So I guess it would be across with prayer so i you know i have my quiet time where or i go to that space for me it's the beach i love going to the beach and just being in the water and i'll talk to god so i think maybe it's a cross terminology with praying and meditation um so i do that for myself but it, you know i'll be talking to god and, and having my discussions and debating with him or you know whatever it is um for schools though it could get sticky because it comes into meditation and what really are we meditating to? It could be, you know, religious, a conflict. So we stem from, we stem away from that. What we do have is a SEL segment now, especially after the whole COVID, which stands for social emotional learning. Um, and we focus on mind, like mindfulness, you know, positive um, attributes, maybe this week would be, or this month, it depends on the school, maybe it's kindness and they'll do a whole lesson plan on kindness or it could be empathy, whatever it is, just to focus on these um, skills and traits that, you know, it's, it's good and healthy for students to have and to also, you know, expect from others in their lives. So they do focus on that, but I, I think the meditation may be a little sticky with, I mean, it's, it's, it's so many gray areas that it could cross you know, cross uh, cross lines there. So I think that might be difficult, like full blown out meditation. But I do know mindfulness is something that 
we do focus on. Okay. It delays okay. back. I mean, I'm, I may be dating myself, but um, back when I was growing up, they used to call it quiet time where um, I don't know if it, I, yeah, I see uh, Vero shaking her head, we, you know, where the teachers would actually turn off the lights and, you know, quiet time. I know they don't do it anymore, but I, I'm just saying it, there was a form of it, you know, when, while I was a little kid and again, I, you know, I'm dating myself. So. And to add to that, because a lot of people think meditation in some ways is a religion. It's absolutely not. It's literally just a moment to be with you and be with whatever else you want to talk to. That's fine. But to really get back to the center because nothing comes from outward in it's, it's inward. It all begins from here. It stems from here into the world. It's not the other way around. And that's where people get a little confused. Uh, for me, it's meditation is just being, that's all. There's nothing to it. There's no, I like to add the science to it, you know, but I, it's, I have fun with it and you can do whatever you want with it. But exactly what Glenn said, having a child just sit without games, without distractions, without anything for 10 minutes a day and just breathe into it and just settle is is life-changing it doesn't even have to be so you know connected to anything else no story is just you know just being yeah definitely i've done with my son where we sat outside in a circle and we just shared we just shared what was on our hearts and it could be what are you grateful for it could be if you were any superhero, what power would you use? Whatever it is, but just sitting there outside, enjoying the outdoors. Um, again, no video games, no, no TV, just you and your kids or just you and your family. And if you haven't done that, maybe you try it. Maybe you are having your wife or your husband watch this podcast right now. And maybe this might give them that little nudge. Maybe you try it together as a family. And if that's too weird for your spouse, then maybe you and your kids try it. And just sit. And you don't have to be all weird. You don't have to have a Buddha in your house. You don't have to have a cross in your house or light a candle or light a certain fragrance of an incense. You do it however you see fit because it's not about me or how I do it. This is not blazes, meditation. That does have a ring to it, though. Hmm, coming soon, but it's it's your meditation. It's what you. It's your practice, right? Same way in in yoga. What I love about yoga, and I'm not great at yoga, right? I'm strong in the gym, but when it comes to yoga, it shows my age and all my muscle issues and stuff. But in in yoga, what I like is that they emphasize this is your practice. So don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry that your neighbor can hold the warrior one, you know, so perfectly and so precise. And you're over here shaking and you do whatever level you're on to the best of your ability. So, you know, we like to go on social media and we compare her life with mine. How come she's getting all that? How come he's in his life? Don't worry about all that. You focus on you. You focus on building and on growing you so we just like to share that really quick all right so i want to speak about or i want to highlight activities what are our kids doing 
whether it be sports, whether it be speaking, whether it be starting movements, what are our kids doing? So who would like to be first to chime in? Kids or students, what are they doing? Mr. Cortez. I can chime in. Um, um, like I like I mentioned before, my kids are, you know, I, uh, I'm very involved in, uh, in church. Um, so my kids are also volunteers at the church. Um, I'm the director of ushers uh, at Potential. And uh, my daughter is actually, she's not even 13 yet, and she actually leads a service. Um, my son uh, works with environments, you know. Um, I told them, you're waking up, you're going to volunteer, uh, <laughs> so pick what you want to do. And, you know, I pretty much know everyone at the church, so um, any ministry that he wanted to join, he can join. So he picked environments. That's what he wanted to do. He's doing something productive. He's helping, you know, clean the church. And, um, you know, they, um, you know, they, they like it. They, you know, they asked me to wake them up in the morning. We get there pretty early and, you know, they're very involved. Uh, as far as um, um, I'm trying to get them back into martial arts, that's um, my kids were both in Taekwondo when they were younger um now they're black belts right excuse me i'm sorry your kids were were the black belts right or one of them my son was one stripe away from being black and he didn't want to do it anymore so mm. um you know i'm not someone that pushes you know anything on my kids um but uh you know we've been having the conversations i'm going back and they they both do want to go back um we ride bike we walk um sometimes i'll have them doing uh you know blaze ab or um you know uh routines so um so you know we try to to stay active i i work out every day um um and uh going back just a little just to say something about nutrition um i just like vero i kind of sneak in you know some meals and sometimes they'll look at me like that is this real meat and <laughs> And I'm like, could you tell? Eh, kind of, but it's good. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, you know, I don't push. Uh, I'm a new vegan, so um, uh, Blaze kind of guided me into this. I one day I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting too sick all the time. So, um, so he kind of, you know, uh, guided me in this. I, you know, I, whenever I have any questions, I ask him. Um, and slowly, you know, I'm trying to get my kids to, you know, to to get into it too. So, hmm. I love that. Anybody else? What are our kids doing? Yes, vegan Evan. Well, we do uh, a lot of traveling, and we've been going all around the country, and even out of the country once. Uh, we do. Uh, speeches and we go and we do lots of activism and we've actually been to lots of slaughterhouses we've been to the world's largest largest pig slaughterhouse and the world's largest slaughterhouse all around in north carolina and it, you can you can hear the pigs inside it's it's sad but what we like to document so other people get to know and sometimes when the animals come by on the trucks we give them water 
and tell them that we love them before they're killed. But we we do a lot going around. Yeah, we go to a lot of sanctuaries too. Yeah, we, usually <laughs> when we go to a bad place, we try to balance it out with a sanctuary afterwards and we get to see all the animals that have been saved from horrendous situations and we've gotten to save some animals too yeah we have yeah so that's pretty exciting and sometimes we get to go back and visit some of the ones that we saved which is really awesome and yeah we have been um most recently we did a and before that, an eight-day tour in Florida with Animal Activism Mentorship. And we really went hard on YSL, um, St. Laurent, who just ended up dropping fur the other day. And um, the Coalition to Abolish the Fur Trade, CAFT, and um, AAM, and lots of other people and organizations worked really hard on that. But that was exciting. And um, yeah. We we did a lot of great stuff that trip, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. See, I love that. Getting involved, man, making a difference. And from from so young. I think um my son and Vegan Evan need to need to combine forces because um this is a inspiration right here. So Hendrix, if you're listening. You're probably not listening. Hopefully you're sleeping. But uh, <laughs> I might make you watch this this little segment here tomorrow. Just saying. But, man, that's amazing. Um, Melanie, so I know your, your, your child isn't right now on the field, in the streets, making a difference. But what are your goals? What are your aspirations? So he is actually going to be starting daycare November 1st. Um, never had him in school, so I'm a little nervous. But I'm, I'm very excited for him. It's, it's, bitter, it's bittersweet. I think it might hurt me more than him. <laughs> I think I'll be sadder. But he has his own little language. You know, he, he says um, a good amount of words already. Sometimes you just come up to me speaking gibberish. I'm like, man, you need, you know, you need a sibling. Kind of look at my husband and he's like, no, he needs friends. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm just going to relax and, you know, just do my thing. But he, he, he loves socializing. We, uh, we are Christian as well. So we go to church every Saturday. When I leave him in the kids care, he loves it. I'm like, bye. He's like, bye. I'm like, okay. And he, he loves it. It's like he forgets about us for that whole hour. So I'm very eager to have him just express himself and be really big on socializing. I'm really happy for him to make friends. And I, I know he's going to do so well. So we're doing swimming with him now. So the goal is when he's a little older, my husband and I are into technical training. I used to do MMA for a little bit. Um, I had a sciatic injury last year, kind of still recovering from that. So I've had to take it a little easy on the kickboxing. I used to be an avid kickboxer. So the goal is for Matthew to learn self-defense when he's a little older. Once he's a bit older, um, my husband's going to teach him how to shoot, teach him self-defense, do tactical classes together. We live in a very chaotic world. 
and this is the world that our children's um, our children are growing up into. It's I, I have to prepare him the best way that we can, and I'm not gonna be able to protect him every minute of the day once he's in elementary and then middle school and high school. But I don't want to think about that right now. I got a long time to go, but we want him to start from young, and we want to be the example. What well, we're very into working out and just knowing that. Our health is is so important. It's not something that is trivial. It's something that is is immense. So, having him self defense, doing, you know, MMA that contributes to his health. We want to implement a healthy lifestyle from now. And he's seen he's seen us do like little workouts at the house, and he'll kind of just, and we're like, yeah, go Matthew, and then he starts clapping. So we want to start implementing that. So. That's my goal, to get him to socialize, to get him to grow, and to do his self-defense, do his little classes. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yes, yes. They see it. Our kids, they, they see it all. So if they see mommy and daddy exercising, you know, working out or just eating right, um, that stuff makes a difference. That stuff makes a difference. In the same way, if they if they live in a home where they see uh, parents arguing and they see violence and they see or just parents that barely speak, you know what I mean? Like they they feel it. So please believe, Coach K. What are your kids doing? I know they're active. I already know. Mm-hmm. Drop some bombs on us. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's funny. That since I have four, there's, you know, I have levels to it. So it was interesting to see. I've always pushed activities on my kids, like either to do arts, music, sports, you know, whatever that they can get, whatever they're passionate for. And so my oldest was into football. He he tried wrestling. I was like, you know, I can try something else. And he did ROTC. My daughter, she tried soccer. And then she did drama. So she had her things. And then now my eight-year-old, he did soccer too. And then now he wants to work out. He wants to run. He wants, he's like, mommy, what? tell me what should, what should I do? He wanted me to buy this exercise ball for him. So just the veggie back, because we don't say piggyback. We say veggie back. Off Veronica and Melanie, it does start with your pa- the parent. So he sees me working out. He sees me training people. He sees me boxing. And so the kids basically took off of me and they, my daughter, she runs, she walks with her dog every day and she works out. She's like, mom, I did 50 push-ups," And I was like, what? That's more than I can do. And so my kids are super active. And um, so, yeah, basically it comes down to the parent and we are the hu- their number one influencers and their number one heroes. So they definitely look up to us. My, my 16-month-old, he saw his daddy doing squats, so he started doing full squats at 10 months. I'm like, no, this this is impossible. We recorded it and everything. He's doing full squats, and I'm like, this is a 10-month-year-old doing squats because he watched his dad do it, and then he copied him. So it, it's amazing. So, yeah, my kids are into all kinds of things, and that's because I've always been open-minded, and I've always told them to pursue things that they're ever interested in so that they can widen their horizon. So, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Your kid going to have abs by, like, 
age two. I know. He's going to have abs before I have abs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. So for those who know how the show goes, we have a special segment we do every single episode. That segment is called... Wait for it. Awkward silence. Call it time. Call it time. All right. It's called Call it time. Thank you, Melanie and Coach K for dancing with me. Everybody else giving me awkward looks like, what is this guy doing? But it's okay. I don't mind being weird. Weird is the new healthy. Okay. So in Call it time. <laughs> I, your host, will yell out random colors. And you, my featured guest, will just say what comes to mind with that said color. Again, there is no right or wrong answer for it's what you see. So it can be something spiritual. It can be logical. It can be vague. It can be lengthy. I mean, not too lengthy, but whatever comes to mind. So I know Glenn's done this. Veronica's done this. Maybe that's it. So I'll start with one of you just to give them an example, and then we'll proceed with the rest. All right. We won't spend a whole lot of time on this because we're already an hour in. Look at that. So we'll be closing out soon. Um, I know we can never got things to do. So I want to have everybody up too late. So here we go. First color. Glenn. Pink. Pink, uh, Pink Wednesdays. So uh, my team and I wear pink every Wednesday. Um, it first started uh, for breast cancer awareness. Um, and then it just caught fire um, at work. And now a lot of people wear pink um, on Wednesdays. So every Wednesdays we wear pink just like, um, just like Mean Girls. So, um, <laughs> where's the we were pink? Um, so like, like I said, uh, breast cancer awareness, so yeah, and that is in October, that's in a couple of days, right? Breast cancer awareness. So, all right, I thought I was gonna catch you with the color pink, but obviously, you were ready. So, good. All right, let's get some of the newbies. Let's go with. Green, vegan Evan. Uh, well, green means a lot to me, as you can see. My shirt and her hat are both green, and we kind of think like the vegan color is green, but we we love green stuff. A lot of our clothes are green, and we eat a lot of green food, and sometimes we make vegan green eggs. And vegan green ham. So yeah. it's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> we may need the recipe for the green eggs and green ham. Definitely. Um, I want to ask everybody to drop their social media shortly after this. So I like that. All right. But let's continue. Let's do. I think Melanie can. Um, is the best one for this. Let's go with Doodle Brown. 
brown bear. <laughs> and that reminded me of The Office. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. So bears, <laughs> The Office. Yes, brown bears. <laughs> there we go. That's her answer. She's sticking with it. <laughs> I love it. Right, let's keep it moving. Here we go. Next color. One of my favorite colors. Indeed. Red. Michelle. Red. I would just say powerful. That's what I get from red. Even though I'm on red lipstick right now, I just wanted to pop. <laughs> but, it is. It is. <laughs> but red, I... It's just a powerful color. It's 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 blood. It's love. It's you know, blood is, goes through our whole body. You associate it with love, and yeah, that's that's what I think of when I hear red. Power and love. The power of love. Ooh, see there. See what I did there. All right, let's keep it going. This is a color that I just learned today. I don't think I've ever heard of this color till today, so why not? Atomic orange. Shannon. I've never heard of this color either. Um, really? <laughs> I guess. I don't know, lava. I have no, I have no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very rarely caught off guard and have nothing to say. So. It's just like a strong orange, right? Well, kind of. Initially, I thought of like some type of citrus, but then I was like, I don't know what atomic orange is, so we'll just go with lava. Lava works. I uh, hear that phrase all the time in my house. Daddy, the floor is lava. Then I got to run to some other side of the room or something. So those of you who are parents know that damn game. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, I got a color. Here we go. Gold. Coach K. Gold. I think, uh, first thing I think of when I hear gold is Egyptians with the gold bars and the gold. I, that's how I feel. I just feel um, gold, gold bars, jewelry, um, you know. Well, I, I have my amethyst, so this doesn't count. <laughs> but yes, I think of the Egyptians with the gold. Actually, you can see, you see this right here? You see the Egyptian with the gold? The first thing I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> gold. <laughs> Can't see it, but it's an Egyptian bag, and he has full gold on his skin. So that's the first thing I would think about with gold. There you have it. I love it. Uh, gold is powerful. Gold is in my name. Look at that. See? I was born. Everything that I touch turns to gold. So... If I touch you, be careful. I don't know what that means. Plays after dark. All right, moving forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I became a podcast host. I need to take more classes. All right, here we go, moving forward. This is another one of my favorite colors. So you better represent this color. 
No pressure, though. Here we go. Veronica, purple. Royalty. And to me, it's like, it just, for some reason, it represents commitment. Um, I don't, I don't know why. It's just, it, that's the first thing. I love purple. I love purple. And to me, it's just like a grace in the way you carry yourself. And even just looking around my room, I have pops of purple everywhere. I won't purpleize a room, <laughs> but I will wear purple it. Eyes. I will, I will, <laughs> I will wear it often. I don't have my amethyst on now, like Coach K, but you know, I, I wear it in, 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 cause you know, it, it can be overpowering if, if you wear too much of it, if it's too, you know, but it's all it needs is a little hint to show exactly like where you stand, you know, like committed and, you know, purposeful and yeah, purposeful. I like that actually. I'm gonna stick with that one. Purposeful. I learned a couple of things today. Right there. All right. So moving on in closing, we have our final question here. So we spoke about how our kids are involved either in our community or in sports or in our church. We spoke about incorporating some sort of meditation or a quiet time with our kids, with our families, or even possibly in the school, maybe under a different title or, or something. So it's not, it doesn't look like it's based on, uh, on religion or anything like that. Um, and, we, and we also spoke about fairs, fairs in this current climate. So here, I want to speak about commitment. Mm. With all that's going on, and it's not just concerning COVID and the pandemic and the unemployment rate and all the other stuff, but just for you, it was a commitment to be a guest, to be a panelist on this show, right? And in life, you've all made commitments. So here in front of <clears throat> millions of viewers, so you got to speak it into, right? Um, <laughs> Veronica, what is your commitment? What comes to mind? Just to become better and better every day, just that 1% better every day, because that's all we can do is just focus on the present moment and our actions now. And if that is that is my contribution into the world and at least i know that what i'm putting because i know that i want the best for myself i also want the best for everyone else so i'm just committed to being as as best as possible to be the reflection for the world mm -hmm. the man or woman in the mirror starts with yourself absolutely purpose Purpose is a word that I use very often, and purpose is powerful. So, Vegan Evan, what is your purpose? Well, I believe my purpose is to change the world and to make the world a better place for everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone, not just humans, but also non-human animals alike. And I want to make this a better world and help other people become more kind and compassionate and change their lifestyle choices and become vegan even. Um, there it is. 
a child walking in his purpose. Mm. It takes some of us 30 years, 40 years, 60 years to find our purpose. So, yes. And also someday I want to run for president in 2048. I want to become a <laughs> lawyer and a pilot. And then I want to go, what, because if I'm a lawyer, I'll have already gone into law school. And then I want to keep going up and up and become president in 2048. I'll vote for you, Evan. Me too. You got Me my too. vote. You got my vote, buddy. Mine too. <laughs> I'm hoping I have the longest running campaign uh, for president because I actually started like one or two years ago. 2018, I think. Yeah. started like three years ago, my campaign. So, Vegan Evan for president 2048. Are you going to thank them all for their votes? <laughs> uh -huh, thank you all. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. Here, so, um, Melanie, keyword for you is bond, B-O-N-D. What does that mean to you? The first thing I think about is, I have to say it's, it's, it's my son. We have developed such an amazing bond and it started happening I feel like almost since he was in, in the womb, um, I remember driving to work when I was a, a pediatric medical assistant and I always played Bob Marley. Love reggae, love Bob Marley. He's the man. And one of my son's, my son's favorite songs is a Bob Marley song. And I feel like he remembers. And in a way, I kind of feel like that's when our bond may have started. I've played it all throughout, you know, when he, when he was a newborn, he had lots of gas and colic. He wouldn't sleep. That specific song always soothed him over every other song. So to me, there's different ways I have bonded with him. That happens to me to be one of my favorite ways uh, through music. Music is love and that's good for the soul. So that's my favorite bond is the one I, I've, I've built with him. Um, you don't really know love until you give it to a little piece of you. They're so innocent. So I, you know, sometimes we just stare at each other and we just play music and he falls asleep in my arms. It's, it's the best thing in the world. I take advantage of every moment before he's older and he gets embarrassed of me. <laughs> so um, I love it. I love our bond. It's a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. Next word, strength. Michelle. All right, strength. Um, when I hear the word strength, I think of, you know, for myself, just just going through life. Um, you know, for myself, I was always a single mom. I raised my son completely by myself, no father involvement at all, not a dollar. Um, you know, coming from a different country, you know, I was a teenage mom, you know, I put myself through college, have my master's. I, I just think just pushing through and I try to instill that in my, with my students. And it's funny because a parent told me today that, um, she's a four, well, her daughter, I had her daughter years ago 
And that was one of her comments her daughter wrote for her graduation and she included me. I was her teacher many, many years ago. And now she graduated high school and I guess they have a little area where they write, you know, in the yearbook, you know, things that really stood out in their life. And she mentioned me and it was strength because I, I'm really, you know, I'm tough on the kids, but they know it's because I want them to be the best. And, and my core is having that strength to persevere and to make it and to the, be the best that you can be. So I think strength is the core for a lot of things. And from that, everything blossoms. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> go ahead and see you clap in there. Thank you guys. You know, I just think no matter what you go through, um, you know, just going back and reflecting to that strength and you may have your moments you get down, but just getting back up and getting to, you know, your optimal best and making the best life. And, you know, and it's important for me to really put that in the kids um, in their minds because it's actually sad. I, I remember what we were talking about in the beginning of school this year and a student said to me, it was something like she just had no hope. And I tried to tell her, like, you know, right now, your your time now in whatever situation you're going through at home, it's just temporary. You have, your life is not, what what's going on right now is not it. This is your, you know, you're with your parents, your family situation, but you have the ability to change that and the next how many years you're, you know, for yourself. So I think just having that strength for me and living that and then being able to give others and and having as an example I, I forgot if it was veronica said that you know being an example for people you have to be that for others to be able to even aspire to it so that's what i think of it absolutely absolutely um hmm. mr cortez accountability Ooh, that's good that's a good word accountability man we're uh we're accountable for everything that we do believe me um i heard something the other day that you don't leave this earth owing anything and um or owing something um you don't leave this earth owing something uh you will always you will always pay your what you owe um and if you put into if you if you put out good you're gonna get good when you when you leave if you put out bad you're gonna get bad bad you know and um you know we're accountable for so many things um i'm accountable um god has instilled me to be a leader right so i'm accountable to him for that um i have to be a good leader i have to be a good father um i have to you know lead by example and i'm accountable to my team i'm accountable to my ushers i'm accountable to my church i'm accountable to my kids i'm accountable to my god you know so um that's a strong word for me so hmm. yeah Absolutely. Um, when I think of accountability, I, I think of teamwork. And um, you may, no matter how strong you are or how detailed you are, having 
that accountability partner, having having someone to encourage you or to nudge you in the back, like, what are you doing? Uh, is necessary sometimes. And with that said, that leads me to perseverance. Coach K. That is a really, really good one, perseverance. Um, honestly, I would have to say being a mother has been, I mean, everybody should know this. Being a mom is the hardest job in the world. And we have to go through so many things and we persevere. We go through it. You know, we're tired, we're sleepy, we're stressed, and we still wake up and you know what? We got to go. We we can't, I can't be sad. I have things to do. I got to take care of my kids. I got to go work. I got to do this. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes I have these low points where I'm like, I'm so stressed out, I just want to cry. But I'm like, you know what? No, we can't do this. I have to keep going, keep pushing. And I, I don't think I would have that drive. I don't think I would have that perseverance if it wasn't for my kids. My kids are like my driving factor. And they're my number one, number one reason I persevere through all the things that I've been through in my life. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, I, I don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for you guys. You guys saved me. Like, you guys are the reason you guys saved me. So definitely perseverance is being a mom and just keep going. We wake up and we keep going, ladies. We just keep going and we survive and we push through and we just, we just do it. We're like Nike. We just do it. <laughs> we have no choice. We just do it for our kids. And that's just love right there. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Last but not least, we end with Shannon. And for you, why? What's the why? So I have so many whys, but my two top whys are this guy right here <laughs> and and these innocent sentient beings that do have a voice but are not being heard and can't speak up for themselves and um i've loved animals my whole life and my cousin showed me a video when i was nine that showed how they end up on our plates and I never eat another animal again. So this Thanksgiving makes 25 years. I've been doing nothing but research since then. And embarrassingly, it took me 19 years of being a vegetarian to find out about the egg and dairy industries. And it makes me so sad. I could have done so much more work. I could have educated so many people if I had understood the truth. I wouldn't have participated in the horrendous violence of the egg and dairy industries for almost two extra decades, which is so um, disappointing if I had just had uh, information that everyone deserves. And um, so my, my why is these beautiful, innocent animals, these beautiful mother cows who are forcibly impregnated over and over again and have their babies ripped away from them and um, have to endure that four or five times before they have their throat slit and are turned into, um, you know, the cheapest of 
so-called ground beef and um, all of the other innocent animals that endure so much suffering. Over 74 billion land animals and trillions of, of marine individuals every single year at the hand of our species. They're my why. I'm going to do everything that I can to, like Evan said, make this world a better place while we're here and end violence and oppression for every living being on the planet. Mm. Thank, Thank you, you so that. much for having us. No problem. Really quick, does Vegan Evan want to rap for us? Sure. All right. It's been a while. Which one should I do? My old one? Yeah. The first one? Do both if you want. Whatever you All want. Right. Should I do merge them? Whatever you want. All right. Vegan Nevin is my name. Saving the animals is my game. I like to be vegan and you will too. So go vegan. It's the best thing to do. I don't eat meat and I don't eat eggs. I don't eat anything that has legs. Yeah, you heard. I don't eat decomposing flesh. Instead, I eat fruits and veggies that are fresh. I don't eat or drink anything that's scary. So I definitely don't do dairy. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's that? Uh, Hey, my friends, I got something to tell. I got a tip that I hope you stay well. Yeah. Now is the time. I forget that it's one. Been a while. Now been a while. Now, now is the time to go vegan. It'll make you feel young and healthy again. Not only will it help you, it'll help the ecosystem too. What about the poor cows, pigs, and hens? Don't you think we should treat them as our friends? They have families, friends, and feelings too. And they want to live just like me and you. So go vegan. It's the best thing to do. Help you, the animal. And the environment too. Vegan <laughs> Evan out. Out. Woo! <laughs> he wrote those when he was five and six. And, and just I have a new one, but it needs the uh, instrumental of because it's a parody, so it needs the instrumental of the song in the background, so I can keep up with it. And I don't have that right now. But those two were from like when I was five. Yeah, and and just so everyone knows, vegan Evan was not born vegan, and I, I tried not. to talk him out of it, but he he told me no if animals were getting hurt, and he didn't need that, he didn't want it, and so that's why today is six years, but he's eleven. So mm -hmm. again, thank you so much. Thank no you. Thank you all. Let's give it up for my lovely panelists. Woo! What an episode, man. Episode 41. Thank you all. Thank you all. Uh, this concludes our theme for this month. Next week, next month, we're going into a new theme, and that theme will be doctors. Ooh. So we're having all types of doctors. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, the basis, the focus will be health. All right. So I'm not here to sway anybody one side or, or, or not. Uh, my focus on every platform is health, giving it to you straight. All right. Health is the focus. So we're having doctors from all different walks of life, from all different uh, experiences, just to, just to share their expertise so you don't want to miss that every week it'll be a different doctor and then in november we have chefs so we're having different chefs and different restaurant owners that'll be november so of course i got my vegan chefs in there and some dope vegan restaurant owners but it'll be a little bit of everything so you don't want to miss november all right we're currently in season two of the Blaze the Line podcast, and 
we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you all. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for supporting. If you haven't liked the damn episode, like it now. Like it now. I told you that in the beginning. I like it now. And if you haven't subscribed to the Blazing Line podcast, here's your chance. All right, do it now. Thank you again for my guests. Also, this episode right here, tomorrow, the audio version will be available on all streaming platforms. So you can listen on your way to work or on your way to the gym. All right, you can share with your friends. It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all major streaming platforms. With that said, this was the Blaze the Lion Podcast. Peace and love.